just my thought on it, is no way what we just seen that that is okay anymore. It's not. And I'm not saying it's solely on the players. Again, I said it's a shared responsibility. But damn it, do your part, bro. Do your part. Take out the insurance policy. Take out something to make sure that, you know what, in the event the league does not change these my benefits or my pension, I have something to cover me in the event I can't walk anymore, in the event I can't play anymore. Behind the mask. What's happening, my boy? What's good, family? Another day in paradise. You know what it is. Man, yes, it is. Especially after receiving great news yeah. from our comrade, our fellow brethren. Mm-hmm. We talking about D-Ham, DeMar Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Man, it, it's, 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 um, we got to jump right into it, bro, because yeah. we've been sitting, up, sitting around with fingers crossed, been on our knees praying, yeah. and uh, to finally see... Not only him uh, come out of sedation, but to be able to come out, talk, pull for his team, the mm. Buffalo Bills, our former team. It's been amazing to see, bro. Yeah, man. And just what we all witnessed on that Monday night game, uh, unfortunately seeing him down on the field like that. We, as former athletes, we always see those images and we think the worst, right? Because you never want to see you know, one of your brothers on a field like that. And it's a brotherhood. It, it really is. Um, but like you said, doing well right now, out of the hospital. Yeah. You know what I mean? Able to watch the, the game with the Bills playing last uh, a couple of weeks ago and seeing his progression from what so many thought wouldn't happen. What else can you say? It's a blessing. It's beautiful. And again, we've seen injuries on the field. But we've never seen anything with that magnitude in real time. Not at all. We haven't. And, bro, I remember at retiring, I was 36 years old. I look back at over my lifetime, 29 years out of the 36, I played organized football. Mm-hmm. And out of all of that time, I was looking and just like, man, I have never seen nothing like this before. Watching it in real time, seeing guys, typically the body language kind of showed you everything if you go back to that moment. And I knew it was something very serious when I saw the team kind of box everybody out and they kind of got around it. And you saw guys crying on each other's shoulders. And, um, you know, to that point, uh, he went into cardiac arrest. And... Listen, man, I I could not sleep that night. I woke up in the middle of the night just checking my phone, just trying to see about the progress. We both did. I remember Mm. waking up talking early to you the next morning. And I think the big thing is, was for me, I mean, God is great. God is great, bro. I just remember vividly saying, just praying, bro. I was like, God, I don't have to remind you how good that you are. I don't have to remind you of all of the great miraculous things that you've done. Mm. But just for all of the the, the people who may not be a strong believer like I am, like I'm just asking you, please, just one time, this could be a moment to where you really 
can make all the non-believers believers tonight. Yeah. If it's your will, I'm praying it's your will. Yeah. And bro, I was consistent with that thing, man. Yeah. I was consistent with it. And to be able to see how his progress has transpired from the time that he's left UC, went to Buffalo, and 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 now he seems to be on the road to recovery. Yeah. It, it really touches my heart. And so for me, man, I'm I'm I don't never really talk about faith like that, bro. But yeah. I I gotta give it up to the to the utmost, man, Absolutely. the Almighty, bro. Because like I'm a believer. Yeah. yeah. And that was a miraculous sight it that was. we saw, man. So, man, I'm 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 ecstatic. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I, I'm gonna give you glory. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to you anyway. But I'm gonna do it in the lounge. <laughs> no doubt. Man. No lies in the lounge. No doubt. No doubt, man. And it was so amazing. I think we all. Share your sentiments, man. Everybody put a prayer up, support, honoring DeMar Hamlin. Um, and again, also shout out to the uh, the first responders, the team yes. doctors, the the uh, Cincinnati, the people in Cincinnati that actually took care of DeMar when uh, the incident initially happened. Bringing him back to life, bro. Like, again, that's something that we never even think could happen in what is a sport, something that you, like you said, 20, you know, some odd years, 29 years, something that you've done since a kid, you never think that's going to happen. But I think when we talk about what can happen on a football field, we call it the violent ballet. It's such a beautiful game. We talked about it earlier. 11 guys on one side of the ball, all on one accord, doing their job, stopping 11 guys on the other side of the ball, it's beautiful. That's but a then beautiful it's thing. A, it's a beautiful thing when you watch it. The one-handed catches, the the spin moves, the you know aerial acrobatics, the athleticism is so beautiful. But then the violence of what can actually happen on that field. It is that violent ballet, bro. But just like we all came together and put the prayers up and we all came together and had well wishes for DeMar's family, um, I don't want that to be lost now that he is on the road to recovery and is, you know, kind of like light at the end of the tunnel. So I think that needs to continue to move on and not just be a thing of the past. Like, although these incidents aren't, don't happen often, I think we really should keep the focus on the fact that it can happen. Right. This message is brought to you by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help you regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people. Search websites that conceal your data, and they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. And, you know, I think back to back when I went uh, I went to Ole Miss, the first time I even thought or heard about a player getting injured on the field in that magnitude was Chucky Mullins. Um, he was a safety, a defensive back that played for the Ole Miss Rebels. Then he uh, made a tackle, got injured, and was paralyzed. So Ole Miss honored him by having a Chucky Mullins Award, which they give to the best defensive player every year. And they wear his number, number 38. It's a real major big thing down at Ole Miss. Big deal. Big deal. And, you know, then we go on to to the NFL levels and on another Monday night game, Ryan Shazier, mm-hmm. uh, linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He he made a tackle on the field and, and got paralyzed as well. And then back to when we actually played Kevin Everett. 
yeah. former Buffalo Bill. One of our former teammates. Former teammates. And, and he got paralyzed as well. There was some spinal, um, spinal injury, and they said that he potentially wouldn't walk again, but he walked again. Ryan Shazier did as well. So, you know, when you see these types of things, it's an unfortunate part of the game. But how does that, how does that look when we talk about what this game means to us? Because if we knew that that was a potential outcome of the game, like if it was scripted, which it never is, it's almost like, wow, will, will we still do it? And those are some of the questions that, you know, we've been, been posed over the last couple of weeks. But um, again, I want the focus to be on these guys. What could we do to make this game safer, take care of the players when injuries like this happen? I just think what's key is now that we see DeMar is on the road to recovery, it brings up the point of who's responsible and what's next. And it's, it's one of those subjects to where you really have to sit back and look at the system, look back and see what was in play, mm. what's not in play. And for me, I think the big thing is, is just understanding he's not a vested player. Mm. And you hear everybody have their strong opinions on, you know, talking about contracts, talking about insurance, talking about, you know, policies and this and that. But I just kind of like want to get your take on where does this matter? Who does it fall on? I think it's on multiple parties. The league, definitely, when it comes to some of the benefits. The team, which is the league, the Buffalo Bills, because in DeMar's contract, not only was he not vested, but he also had a split in his contract. And the split is where, so if I played and I got a $170,000 contract for one year, right? 17 games during the regular season. So I'm making 10000 a game. 10000 a week, right, during the regular season. So if I have a split in my contract, my split says if I'm injured at any time, the team doesn't owe me the language of that one-year $170,000 contract. They owe me that prorated amount. Which is you you only get paid for the— For what you play. For the games that you play. And, and the weeks that you're on the roster. So if I'm on here week eight and I get injured week eight, I'm only getting $80,000. Right, Not to say that there's nothing wrong with getting $80,000, but at the same time, that's some of the language that's in the contract. So I do believe that it's on the team to actually honor that for players. For me personally, I dealt with a split before I had one. I think it should be out. It should not be in... Contingent upon... Nah, not on on an injury. Nah, because injuries are part of the game, right? So you're going to tell me because I get injured, now you're not going to pay me? Nah. And what they didn't do, the Bills salute to them. Same thing with Kevin Everett. When he got paralyzed, they kept Kevin Everett on the active roster. So he didn't go on IR. So you don't prorate a salary from being a player that's on IR. You give him that full year salary and then he becomes vested. Because he gets that accredited year. You get that accredited year and then your benefits kicking on the back end. So things like that, definitely on the on the team. I think that is the right thing to do. And that should be across the board what the league does, particularly in these instances. It's on the PA as well, because which is our union, NFL PA. I think this type of language should be in the contracts, standard in the contracts with the NFL teams. This way, this is not a do the right thing kind of a deal. It's like, this is business as usual. This is how it's supposed to be. And again, it doesn't happen all all the time with players getting injured. We can literally count the amount of times that we know that players have gotten paralyzed or unfortunately passed away on the field or at practice, et cetera. However, it does happen. Mm -hmm. So, if we know that's a capability of playing this game that we love so much, why not put that in the language and fight for that when it comes to the CBA in terms of what the players may be up against? Right. And then lastly, 
on the players. It's on the players themselves. It doesn't get any more clear than what we just saw, bro. We meaning, know this can happen. Meaning we, all the act, former... The current players, because again, players. the active players, because again, with the active players, when it comes to the CBAs, the collective bargaining agreement, you negotiate different terms with the NFL and NFL's teams. So in real time, we've just seen this happening. The reason we all banded together, the reason everybody said, you know what, the players said, we're not going to play, it's because it's bigger than football. I felt this way, you felt this way, because we're like, damn, that could have been us. Mm-hmm. So if you're a current player and you know that's a potential of what can happen, very unlikely, but it could happen, when you go back to that next CBA, why wouldn't you fight for lifetime medical? You had, yeah. Hands down. Why won't you fight for a guaranteed contract so these questions don't come up? Yeah. In the in the likelihood that a team says, you know what, nope, this is part of the contract. The split is there. We're not going to pay in the remainder remainder of his salary. Because guess what? If it was a, a veteran that made $170 million, team might have not been so easy to, to say, nah, you keep the money. You know what I mean? And that's just a reality. It's an unfortunate reality. But when you come down to the details of what can happen in these contracts, I think everybody has an equal responsibility in terms of what could happen in the likelihood of an event like what we saw with DeMar Hammer. Cartier. Rolex. Gucci. Prada. Jordan. Adidas. Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real. Or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches. Expected by watch aficionados. Sneakers. Checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags. Examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare, distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should. And that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected. The fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everybody deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. No, no doubt. And I think you summed it up. And I want to put even more context to it. I think everybody wants to... Everybody wants to see, like, we want to make sure he's good. Yeah, like, first of all. First of all, more than anything. And my thought process, even when it comes to finances, after playing the game for so long, as long as you think you're going to play the game, which can be 10 years if you're lucky, 15 if you're lucky, whatever, maybe what Tom Brady's doing is just yeah, ridiculous. He's the only one that can play as long as he's like playing, right? And, and, and Jason Peters, too, our boy yeah, Jason JP. Peters. Yeah, yeah. In the 20-year mark. Mm-hmm. But I want everybody to realize more so the current players, active players, bro, you got a whole lot of living left to do mm-hmm. when you're done. And so with knowing that you have a whole lot of living left to do, you're going to have more years out of the game than you actually do inside of the game. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, it's all about quality of health and quality of life. And so when you look at that, bro, if this is not a wake-up call to you, I don't know what else could wake you up. I've always heard this. 
is never a sin to be wrong. Mm-hmm. But it is a sin to be wrong and then to know that you're wrong and don't do anything about it. Yeah. Tying it back in to when you talked about we don't want this to fall on deaf ears. Even though he's on his way progressing, getting back to his natural life, we don't want it to fall on deaf ears because if you are a current player inside of that locker room, don't pull out the pencil. That can be erased. Yeah. Pull out the Sharpie and make a strong mental note that when it's time for us to go back to the table and renegotiate, you can't negotiate up under the current circumstances of what can I get now. Yeah. You're really building up a war chest that you ain't going to really take advantage of. You're making it better yeah. for the next man. Mm-hmm. And that's called generational wealth within our own group of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's very important that they understand that. And that means you have to be more involved. Yeah. When the PA, the PA comes inside of the building, when it time, when it's times to have meetings, you got to be attentive. And don't be worrying about, hey man, we getting that royalty check. I don't <laughs> right. even know how they give it out. Now they probably give direct it out. Deposit they probably direct <laughs> deposit now. Yeah. But that was back when we'll we play. played. Yeah. That was the problem trying to give guys information to let you know about your rights, mm-hmm. to let you know about your benefits, mm-hmm. not what we're giving you. This is what's owed to you. Yeah. So in order for you to increase it, you have to understand, I got to be present and understand what I'm voting on right now is maybe not going to benefit me. And that's the beautiful part about football is you got to have an unselfish heart to know it's going to benefit the ones that come after you. Yeah. Because the ones who came before you, they sacrificed so you can get what you're getting now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's the big picture. And understanding that moving forward, because if you don't, then you'll wait to be reactive versus them being proactive yeah. when it comes to negotiations. When you see things, unfortunate things happen, like, oh, man, well, we don't have insurance. We don't have this and that. Let me tell you something. I don't care how great you are as a player. You could have went to Pro Bowls. Mm. You could have won Defensive Player of the Year. Only a few amount. You can go, you can be all pro. You can win Defensive Player of the Week. You can get the biggest endorsement deal of all time. And only a certain select group will get that. But it's one thing, when you play this game, you're going to walk away and everybody is going to have in common. And that one thing is, we all going to be a retired athlete. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so when you know that and it's coming, what can you do to build up that war chest so that you can benefit off of it for later? And that's the unselfish part. Yeah. And I think we, even we didn't understand it in our 20s. You know, when you first get in the league and you talked about going to the union meetings when the uh, the teams let you know, hey, we got an NFLPA meeting today. The first thing guys did say is, you know, is the royalty check coming or how long is it going to be? You ready to just to get up out of there? You don't right. want to sit there for an hour listening to uh, your team rep and then the uh, the NFL PA uh, representatives coming in telling you what the benefits are. And the one thing you do want to hear is what's the revenue split? How much money are the current players making when it comes to the new TV deals? And I, I know that's what it was when we played, right? Um, we get excited about that. We didn't think about the aftermath of life after football. And to your point... There is life after football. Mm-hmm. And you're you're negotiating now in the collective bargaining agreement for former players currently. 
But one day you're going to be a, a former player. Yeah. When it's inevitable. It's inevitable. When you click on the NFLPA website, it says current player, former player. You one or the other. But the benefits are going to be there. And because you're a current player, you're negotiating on behalf of the former players. Mm-hmm. So why not do what's in the best interest for everybody involved? The yeah. money's going to be there. You know what I mean? But it's so difficult because I see the camaraderie when... And I'm not I'm not slighting anybody because this is what you're supposed to do as a brotherhood. I see the camaraderie with everybody rocking the, the Pray for DeMar shirts. I see the camaraderie even with the NFL teams where everybody put the avatar up there saying Pray for DeMar. I see that. But when it comes to these negotiations... Is that falling on deaf ears? When the next CBA comes, are we still going to band together? Yeah. Are we still going to say, you know what? Now nah, we're not going to play because this could happen to us on the field. So we're not going to play. Maybe we'll strike. Maybe we'll delay the start of the season because we know it's going to affect the team owner's pockets because we want these benefits when it comes to lifetime medical. We want these benefits when it comes to more guaranteed contracts. I don't know if that's going to happen. I wish for it to happen. I hope it happens. I hope we can actually band together and stand for something because it still is about us. It's about that brotherhood. And it's not solely on the players. Like I said, it's on the PA. It's on the teams. I look at. I even look at some of the agents, right? When we're in college, going into your senior year or going into your year where you're projected to be drafted, typically agents, managers, family members, somebody comes up to you and says, why don't you take out an insurance policy to mm. make sure that in the unlikely event that you blow out a knee, something happens, you're still covered. In college. In college. In college. And now you got NIL deals too. We still getting paid in college. All of these different entities coming at you. So why wouldn't the agents have the same type of language in contracts or the same insurance policy to players when they get to the league? Players, again, you're in a league. It takes a couple of years to get vested. Why not pull out a policy that says, in the unlikely event that I get injured, I know my medical is taken care of. So now it's not solely on the NFL teams to make sure that you're good. Right. You're not asking them to do, do what's something. Right. You're, you're not, not asking, asking them, them to do, do what's right. right. You're taking the power back. You're taking the power <laughs> back, bro. You why ain't no other corporation finna sit out here and just do what's right, right. because it's a feel-good story. Yeah. And I'm excluding DeMar. That's a whole nother case. Yeah, yeah. Like, clearly the liability is there. And I know that he'll be taken care of. Absolutely. But we're talking about the majority. Yeah. I don't know any other corporation is going to be like, CEO is going to come in. You know what? I had a dream last night and I just felt bad. So let me go ahead and give y'all some of these earnings back that yeah. we got that we were going to pocket. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. It don't happen, man. It don't never happen. So... I think if you're not vested, going back, looking at the totality of the landscape of the benefits and the plans and everything, I think a lot of that needs to be a strong, re- like somebody needs to take a look at it again. It needs to be revamped, refreshing up a little bit. The reason why I say that, because if you're not a vested guy and you get into a critical injury similar to DeMar, I think instantly, even if you're not vested, you still should be able to get the benefits of a vested player. Yeah. I truly believe that. Yeah. Does it solve everything? No, it doesn't. But every little bit helps. Yeah. Also, just from playing the game and the nature, the physicality of the game, I think we need to look at, we've been saying it for years, guaranteed contracts. Yeah. Will guaranteed contracts really solve all of the problems? No. But every little bit helps. Yeah. Bottom line. Because we know 
at the end of the day, when you look at the hierarchy or you look at the people who are involved making these decisions, especially doctors, a lot of them carry the weight of the subjective weight of being able to make that decision, whether or not if you qualify for disability or not. Mm. And we all seen from the race norming case, people of color, black people, were supposed to not have the competency levels to even have a baseline standard test, which made it harder for us to even qualify. They just changed that. uh, And just changed that over a year ago. So, I, like I said, it, it ain't a sin to be wrong. Yeah. But it's a sin to be wrong and to find out you know you wrong and you still doing the same thing. So, those are just my words. Yeah, I agree, bro, wholeheartedly. And I look at some players that they got the they got that message. They felt like, you know what, there is life after football. They're not blinded by the money, blinded by the lights, you know, blinded by the attention of what, the NFL can be or what professional sports can be. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It is great. I love it. Wouldn't change a thing. Not at all. But to be blind to what can potentially happen after, to be blind to the fact that you may wake up at 40 years old and like, damn, this pain hasn't went away or I need another surgery. And that's real Hello? talk. <laughs> real talk. Surgeries that happen while you play. And when the doctors tell you, you know, the likelihood of you needing another surgery to the same uh Knee, same elbow, same shoulder, whatever, after ball. When they say the likelihood is, is, is high, best believe they know what the hell they talking about. And I look at guys like when we played Pat Willis, homeboy Pat, Luke Keekley, linebackers at the top of their career. Both it, shockers, by the way, for me. Retired, late, what, late 20s, early 30s? At the top of their career. The best in the game. Because they knew that there's more to life after than just being an NFL player. Ain't no Tom Brady's, bro. Ain't nobody playing to their 40s. Tom Brady got drafted in 2000 when I did it. I'm 45 right now, so Tom is probably about the same age as me. He actually is. The the likelihood of you making it to 45 playing in the NFL is slim to none. Even though you don't have to take the beatings like we took with three-a-days. Three-a-days, you know what I'm saying? Back-to-back two-a-days, full pass. I think that you really just pay attention. Don't let it fall on deaf ears what we just seen one of our brothers go through. Yeah. That'll be the worst thing possible, yo. And it's and it's and, it's collective collectively. Collectively, yeah. Collectively. Collectively. And, and, and we and I want to be clear, I'm not saying it's this team, it's the corporation's fault, it's the NFL fault. I'm not saying it's the players. I'm just saying if you have to sit back and wait on somebody to do something good for you, man, let me give you. An unlimited supply of coffee and a cane. <laughs> so you can, it ain't gonna happen. No lies in the lines, bro. It just, it's just not, bro. Nah. So, you know, we have to take that responsibility and and it's okay. Like, it's okay to be sleepwalking. I, I tell you, I, I, I've been in that position. But once you wake up, Rip Van Winkle, <laughs> it's time to make some decisions now, bro. You got to. And you got to do it. I, I'm not, there's no way we can do that, though. That, and that's, you know, just my thought on it. There's no way what we just seen that that is okay anymore. It's not. And I'm not saying it's solely on the players. Again, I said it's a shared responsibility. But damn it, do your part, bro. Do your part. Take out the insurance policy. Take out something to make sure that, you know what, in the event the league does not change these my benefits or my pension, I have something to cover me in the event I can't walk anymore. That in the gap. event I can't play in the gap. In, in the event I can't play anymore. 
in the event that, uh, like like Sap said, after five years, once that five years is done after you retire, once you're vested, your medical insurance, you have to start paying for it. Mm-hmm. And that's not a complaint. It's a fact because that's what we signed up for. Yep. But if you're not knowledgeable about that, and when you get that bill, I'm like, damn, now I got to pay three, $400 a month for insurance or whatever for me and my family. Yo, bro, you might want to make sure that you got something covered to, to take care of that, that check. That medical bill check. And, and again, I, I'm hopping on the medical because the bread is there. Why you playing is all good because the money is coming. You're not yeah. thinking about anything else. But the fact that you're seeing your bank account go up and down is like a kid playing with a calculator. You're not f- tangibly, physically touching it. You just know that your, your account is going up, the numbers are going up and down, and you can do what the hell you want to do. Yeah. But life after, when Father Tom comes and them injuries is still with you, the game is over, but them injuries are still with you. You don't have access to the modern medicine no more. And you're like, damn. Walking ain't as easy as it was. Nah. Jumping, ain't no way I could jump. And then the damn league doctors tell you it's a likelihood that these injuries happen after football. Shit is real. Shit is real. So my suggestion is what we just seen, don't let it fall on deaf ears. Let's all do our part. And it ain't, I'm not saying for us, I'm saying for y'all in the future. Because you will be a former player at some point. Shout out to Hamlin. Shout out to all the players that are playing right now that are grinding the stress time and heat. That brotherhood is still there. We still have it. Yeah. We rely on each other for everything we're going through. That brotherhood is going to be there. Y'all are going to be in the positions where we are. And we want to do this till we in rocking chairs, bro. So. Already. And you can't wait until you get out to make a change. Facts. Because the decision makers are the one who is bringing in the revenue. Not to add any extra burden to you, but that's the reality. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure at all, bro. Behind the mask.